Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Black Man's Art Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Graves. And with us today, I have a special co-host in the building. My boy, you've heard him on on this podcast before. He's joining me today as a co-host. My homie, my brother from another mother. What's going on, Tay? What it do, what it do, what it do, King B. How you living today, brother? Hey, I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. Woke up this morning. Still got a job. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, King? I would say that's blessed. I'm doing very well, man. Very well, man. Enjoying this beautiful sunshine and these warm, clear nights out here. So, on today's episode, y'all, we have a very, very special esteemed guest. I don't want to keep y'all waiting because I don't want to keep waiting. But this man, I've known him all my life. All my life. Um, And when it comes to men, I can say that he's a man's man. I have talked about each one of my guests in a way that, you know, during the introduction, because I, I know each and every one of them. Um, but what I can say about this man is that one, he's consistent. Well, that's that's one thing that a lot of men these days can learn from is just learning from an older man how to be consistent. How to be consistent. Um two, he's dependable. Three, he's trustworthy. Four, he's he's when it comes to talent, you have certain people that can recognize talent, but they don't have it. This man has talent and recognizes talent, cultivates talent, has been in the entertainment business for over 30, 40 years and still going. Now, I'm gonna keep I'm I'm, I'm gonna wrap up this intro, but this next thing I'm gonna tell you, we gotta talk about at some point during this podcast had the coldest Camaro I've ever seen in a magazine or in real life. The coldest Camaro. I don't know what color orange it was, whether it was burnt, what color we're gonna talk about that, but this is one of the flyest people I've ever seen walking in Frisco in California on the the soil of the United States. And he taught me a lot, especially how to be a man. Hopefully we're gonna hear some, some jewels of wisdom today. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my father, my pops, Cletus Wills. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. What's happening? How's what's what's going on? And I was that was some intro. Yeah. All right. I must have did something right along the way to get an intro like that. Well deserved, King. Well deserved. Yeah, man. Oh. Got to get those flowers while you can still smell them. <laughs> so what you what, what do you uh we we before we get into um the makings of you what do you what are you working on right now what do you got going on right now well what's going on right now you know we uh we had to shift gears and uh, uh reevaluate the approach to the industry during the pandemic so we, everything went virtual and we went in back to the lab working on new material as far as music goes. Um, we were writing like a script for a TV show um, that could, that could uh, spin off into a movie series. It could be a TV series, but it could also like, uh, you know, develop into a, a movie series. Um, wow. So so we so we did some virtual stuff. We um, 
you know, like I said, back in the lab working on new music. And uh, so we're coming out of the pandemic. We uh, working again on live performances. And uh, it seems as though uh, instead of letting the pandemic throw us for a loop and sit us down and pump our brakes we just shift gears and kept going hard just doing what was available to us because everything was shut down we were indoors so we just worked from inside and worked from the lab and did all the things that we that we didn't take time to do because we're always running here and there doing shows and doing all of this stuff running all over the place well you know sometimes gotta just sit you down and 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 make you concentrate on something a part of the game that you've been neglecting yeah yeah that's man that's deep and and i'm gonna add one more thing i'm gonna add one more thing and all that all that all that did was enhance the game because now that things are open up we're not only we're not only uh, have concentrated on the part that we were neglected. We're back on the part that was already rolling. So now it's more of a, you know, a double or a triple threat opposed to what it was before. You know, so you know, it kind of gave us time to enhance another uh, part of our game. It, it's so, interesting that you say that. Do you feel like that's across the across the board, or only with certain artists that that part sir, that they're missing? Certain artists, I, I recognize with some people just sat down and complained about, you know, it's like act like one trick ponies where they could only like do one thing instead of just, you know, looking at um, what was available opposed to what wasn't available. So, you know, once once you adapt to what is available, it's like uh, it's it's like it's kind of like getting fired from a job and then getting another one. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. And, and 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 then and then you and then you and then you develop your skills to whereas now you got more skills and more things that you you can do more with. Right. Is this, yeah, is so. this so this is a good segue because I wanted to ask, is this the first time you've had to adapt to adversity? And if so, and, and if not, where did that come from? And the reason why I say this is a good segue because I also want to know uh, uh, if you are going to go into where it came from. Take us through your beginnings. Well, you know, uh, we're talking music. Of what, if we ta- of what made me? Well, we talking if we're talking about just the basic beginnings of me as a person. I've seen a lot of things in in my lifetime, you know, uh, develop from uh, through the 60s when the riots were going on. And and then uh, uh, everything was, uh, everybody was more together, you know, working towards one goal as far as civil rights and, you know, fighting for our rights to be free and this and that. And everybody... Uh, was, was was fighting with a purpose, you know. I, I gotta tell you, opposed to now, everything is just like greed and egos and just like no purpose. It's just like senseless stuff going on. Where was before we had a purpose? Everything was black power. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. So what 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 happened was, you know, it, our parents when I was coming up, you know, most people 
moved from some other part of the country, you know, like like down home, you know, and somewhere in Texas or Louisiana or Mississippi or Alabama, Arkansas or wherever everybody came from. And then they, they came to California for, you know, opportunities and and and, and like uh, to get away from the uh you know the racist type slavery mentality where where it was a little less you know uh, hectic and so but they came with the with, and they, but they were uh, my parents grew up through the depression so they knew how to what it was like to have to stretch a dollar or to cook your own food or grow your own food and like yeah, calling yeah. calling grub hub and all that that wasn't part survival. of it it was you know a couple potatoes it, it, it was survival yeah, yeah so it, it was it was like you know you grow your own food they had your own chickens you know what was in it it was healthy you know they were living longer you know and um so and so me coming up through the 60s and after the 60s and the riots and all that in the 70s was like time for us to build on what the older boys, the the, the, the big boys and what far for our rights to be somebody. So, you know, I was told that, no, young blood, they used to say, oh, young blood, you can't go. We're we going to fight for you. We're going to fight for your rights where you can be whatever you want to be. So just, you know, let us handle that. And you just, your, your job is to build on the foundation we're going to lay for you. So... I took the attitude like, well, you know, they fought for my rights and, you know, they they died for my rights and or, or whatever happened. And my I, I'm obligated to respect what they did for me and be all I can and and break barriers and do 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 anything that I feel like I want to do. So, so, so it empowered so, you again. You was like it empowered you then. Well, well, I felt obligated to 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 respect the lives that was lost for for me to be able to uh, m- to do my job after the smoke cleared, because they wouldn't let me go fight. I was too young to go out and do the fight, so so I had to be the the. I saw the wartime situation, you know, when I was like eight or nine years old, ready to go put work in, you know, with the riot in the in the riots, because that's what the big boys were doing, and you you want to go do, you know, what the big boys are doing, so you don't know anything else except for I want to go too. So they like they shut that down and was like, no, we got another job for you, you got to do so. So I had to be the peacetime guy that was building after the smoke cleared and you know being positive and respecting all the the bloodshed and the lives that was lost and all the fighting that was done in order for me to 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 go as as far as I could go and to go further than than when we was ever allowed to go before yeah Mm. so so yes question bro do you think access so much access of today's society to so many things has made them lazy compared to your time? Is I, I say yes. Some people, yes. Some people, some people, they they they're born to, without that. They're they're motivated. They're they're self motivated. Other people, I give you a quick example, and we laugh all the time about it. And 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 you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I'm not I'm not saying you guys were these type of people that I'm going to get ready to talk about, but you'll be able to rate, relate to it. Mm-hmm. I, I said I, I I always say 
things are out of hand and everybody want to run and pick up a gun and do this and that because either they they they're not athletically inclined they didn't go outside and play they can't fight or they can't because when we play ball we pick up a basketball we go to the park and we play basketball we go pick up a football we go to the park and we play when 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 y'all get on the phone and say hey man all right let's play basketball y'all pick up a, a nintendo and stick it in the thing and start playing till on the tv <laughs> yeah, that's facts right there <laughs> you, 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 you you have touched on something that is very powerful like very impactful in society video right game. Right, and, and then not only. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish. And then it has definitely made an impact on on the on the court. That's for sure. That's yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you don't see, said that. You and, don't see and, a lot and of people on the courts no more. Like you could drive past uh, some of these parks and you see people waiting to jump into games and stuff like that. Like so much to the point where sometimes it'd be like a little function at the park that would go into the night hours, but you don't see that mm-hmm. hardly anymore. It's the right. physical. It's the physical uh, 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 part of it. To whereas you're not running and jumping and playing and bumping and you know fighting for position and tackling and playing ball and you know like having that physical thing going on. And every day from sunup to sundown, we would play basketball, football, baseball, or run track all year round. I mean, we were straight up serious about being athletes and, and in, 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 in any any little problem, any little situation, I mean, you know, some people could fight, some people couldn't, you know, but it was like, get them up. It was like, well, you know, we we, 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 we would get them up. We, didn't, we wasn't chipping on bringing, having to have guns and all of that. I mean, yeah. unless like, 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 like somebody slap your mama or something, you'll be like, I'm gonna kill right. you. But, but 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 you know, just on basically like everyday stuff on like just you know, we get in an argument or we you know or, or or you know, we'd be like, all right, well, you know, get them up then, you know what I mean? It wasn't as far guns was our last guns, guns were guns were our last resort, not our first choice. You know what I mean? It would be like, you know, but I attribute that to whereas we we play ball. We we were athletic, you know what I mean? We wasn't sitting around, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, eating snacks and playing you know, video games all day. You know, we was going outside to play. Matter of fact, our parents used to say, get out the house, go play. Sick of looking at you. Get out the house. Yeah, get out the house. Right. Don't, don't yeah. come back. Make sure you back inside. When the street right. lights come on, and I'm gonna tell you the right first thing, that. and I'm gonna tell you, the, and I'm gonna tell you the first thing that started the laziness was when they made a remote control for the TV. You didn't even want to get up off the couch, go change the channel. We used to have to get up off the couch, go change the channel, and come back and sit down and work the antenna and and an antenna and all of that. So <clears throat> all of this technology has caused that. So and it's almost like. Uh, being physical, fit, and doing all of that stuff that we just have to go outside and play is that um, it's almost just handed down like a family thing that's we we we've been athletes in our family for so long that you know you're going to be an athlete too, or I'm going to at least teach you how to be an athlete because 
uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like you know, video games and technology and all that stuff has, you know, made it to where it's the uh, people just don't get up and do the physical thing no more. So you touched so you were, on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, take. I was gonna say, uh, uh, Cletus, you had touched on uh, a very, uh, a, a very important thing, a very important uh, side effect of the AI movement. And you, you, from what you're, from what you're saying, you can see the impact from from an early age as the creation of the remote control for the television and how it has affected the human in regards of wanting to be as <clears throat> as physically fit as possible and so on and so forth that it has yeah. evolved to the point where you have it has uh, drizzled down to the youth and have them programmed at an early age to be glued to the couch and the TV screen instead of going outside getting into physical activities preparing them for life and at the same time introducing them to occasional fights, fist fights here and there. Those are things that came with being outside, getting grass stains and having physical fitness games, you know, such as football and basketball and shit like that. These kids right. nowadays, they don't even go outside. Like, like these kids' parents don't even have to worry about grass stains. Man, grass stains none of that. Normal thing. Man, oh, yeah, none holes of- in the shoes. Holes yeah. Oh man, we we used to get patches. We would play so hard. My mother would be like, "I just bought them pants. You better go get some patches. I'm not buying you no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're done. You're done. You better you better make it la- make it last. Get a patch. So yeah, all of that kind hey. of stuff. And then on top of that, you talked about TV. If you notice, they call it the programs on the television programs programming mm-hmm. television programming so when you program a computer what are you doing you're programming it to do what you want it to do or to do the things that you're programming it to do so when they put the programs on tv and in the movies and on videos that they're programming people's minds to get those type of reactions out of it out of the people that to program them to 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 uh, uh, attract to that or to act that way or be that way so like Good when job. I was uh, when I was growing I up, say that, Cletus. I just, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, King. I just. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, jewel drop. Jewel, so I, I just had to announce that. That's good. I like that. I like that. Now, I can, can I keep that? I can use that. I can, I can use jewel drop right like that. Can I keep it? Can I? Heart yeah. man's podcast. Jewel drop. Jewel drop. Smack him if they don't use the term black man's heart podcast. Smack him because you heard it. Right. <laughs> that's it. So, so that's nah, what it is. It's, it's, it's called programming. So. uh so speaking of programming, while while these things are coming to mind, I might skip all over the place, but as things are coming up coming to mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to drop jewels. If 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 it's a jewel to you, then then it's a jewel drop. If it ain't, then either you missed it or <laughs> it ain't a jewel. It ain't a jewel to you. It wasn't so, meant for you. <laughs> right. Talking too fast. She's just listening too slow. Right. One or the other. One or the other. So so the so speaking of programming and video games, uh, I remember um, playing a video game with Barry 
I don't know if it was boxing or basketball or whatever it was, but I was I wasn't doing nothing but sitting there, but I was getting this anxiety and then sweating like I was really playing a game. I was like getting all of these things was going on like I was really like doing it. So so it made me realize that when uh, I don't know what is this, uh, these video games with all the violence. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 I don't know what you call it. I don't know something. I don't forget what you oh, call it. Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft and all that. Where they killing Call people? The days. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, whatever. What were they killing people? They doing all of this, this, uh, all this criminal or this, this fast life stuff, and it's the same feeling to make you feel like you're really doing it. So it's, it's kind of like it's programming people to go outside and do that. So it's decent. That's the word. That's the word right there. Desensitizing people to it. So. They, they're not differentiating it between the game and real life now. Hey, but you know what? Y- y- y'all, y- both of y'all said something, and you were talking about the physical part of sports. Right. And at the, uh, when video games became more and more popular and the remote control and people sitting on the couch and not and, and getting those endorphins and that adrenaline rush from sitting on the couch just engaging in something on the TV screen, you know what I noticed is that um, those people that are that uh, are athletes in one way or another, whether it's chess, whether it's uh, football, um, there they have to do something physical to get that response from their body, that that chemical response from their body. Right, <clears throat> it's endorphins, play, endorphin, the endorphin. When you're playing video games, you're getting it um, synthetically. It's not organic where you're using your muscles and you're exerting yourself. So it's right. and, and and a lot of a lot of people ended up becoming a lot more emotional because they weren't able to sort it out that that um that whole I'ma get you back in sports. You know right. that you're gonna get them back the next play or the next game. You just waiting right. and you're thinking in your head how you're gonna do it. Versus the video game where the I'ma get you back element is I'm just gonna hit the reset button. I don't have to do anything, I'm just hit the reset button. And so now you got a lot of people that are more emotional, more quick to think or or respond with emotion because it's easily accessible. You don't have to do anything, it's right there versus someone that has to think and and, and process. Yeah. That immediate gratification, it's like a push button gratification. It's like instead of fighting, I'm gonna pull this trigger. Instead of doing this, I'm gonna push this button. It's like everything is way out because, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And there is no survival in that. It's it's mostly just, um, it's a, I guess it's, it's a, it's a, when you say programming, I'm trying to figure out what the, what, what could be the win win in that. Who is that? It depends on what you're programming people to do. It's like if you program a negativity, then that's what you're gonna get out. Look at all of these. Uh, uh, look at all of these. Re- look at all of these reality shows where what happens? The first thing that happens is somebody pops up. And females is fighting. Go outside right now, and I bet you're gonna find some females fighting someone. It's programming. It's brain. It's brainwashing and it's programming. So. It's uh, it's almost like you know, I'm I'm just I've seen some things happen, you know what I mean? And so um, the people are 
play these games on video and games and then they come outside and they want to be they want to be the best on the court or they think they can fight because they've been fighting on TV and they doing all that then they come outside and get mocked because they can't because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I've been playing Mike they, Tyson they, punch out for three months. What's up, Lewis? Right. right. They, try, they, they try to come off the porch and get mocked. So it's like, no, you got to, you know, you got to be out here with us for a while before you even gonna be ready for all that. You come out to the schoolyard and be like, up, up, down, down, select. <laughs> right. Right. No, no, that's not the, that's not the business. So hey, hey, so so we went kind of deep off the rip, but um, I just want to take it back a little bit to, to high school. So you were a baller, like a basketball or football. What was your sport? I played ba- I played baseball, basketball, football, and I ran track, but I was slow, so I had to get dusted in track. But I high jumped a little bit. But I would play. I played. Um, I played baseball. I played every position in baseball, but I wanted to play center field because I wanted to be like Willie Mays. And so I would play baseball. And then so I did, uh, the only most valuable trophy I ever got was in baseball. And then in basketball, I played basketball and I was good in basketball. And then uh, I went and played, I went and played PAL football. When I got to high school, I was kind of small, so I didn't continue playing football, but I was I was a defensive back and a wide receiver in football. So I pretty much excelled in every sport. It's just that I couldn't beat nobody running. So track, I kind of did the other little high jump and other stuff I did because I couldn't. I was I wasn't the fastest guy in running. But um, and, and when when did you get introduced to music? Like when did music become a part of your life? Well, I, I always liked music. Uh, my sisters were listening to KDIA Lucky 13 on 8M It wasn't even no, you, you remember KDIA you remember KDIA AM? I don't think you remember KDIA AM. I remember KDIA, KSOL and uh, well, you remember K- 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 KSOL K- used to K- be on AM. FM wasn't even no, out. FM wasn't a thing. Nope, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. And FM wasn't a thing, but anyway, I just listened to to, to music on the radio and Sly Stone and all that Motown stuff, and I used to like music on on the radio. And then you know I would pick hits off the radio, and I would I would dig music. But then um, my uh, mother married, remarried, because my father died when I was one. So my mother remarried. Uh, my brother's uh, father, and uh, he played the drums. He went, he got some drums for Christmas. Otis, Otis got some drums for Christmas, and uh, he must. Well, well, when I met him, his favorite song was Jackie Wilson. Yo, love keeps lifting me higher, and he played that song 24 hours a day till the record turned white. And so <laughs> he, he had this drum pad that he would play and do these little drum rolls. And he finally got a drum set. So when he got that drum set, he must have played them drums until all hours of the night until we finally just said, holler, we got to have to holler at him, man. Quit making all that rack and go to bed. So he's the first, he was the one who started doing bands and hanging around all the musicians and you know, started bringing me around and introducing me to all of the guys that were coming up in uh, 
and his age group that and uh, that was that were that was in the music and playing in all the local bands. Like uh, first one he introduced to me was Calvin Tillery. He was a lead singer of uh, you know uh, Grand Theft uh, and, and and some other bands before I think before he even got with Grand Theft. And then Larry White. He was another guy he went to school with and he was playing guitar and uh, and Grady Wilkins and uh, you know uh, Cammy Cammy. Cindy Harris from Invogue Sister. So she was in bands, Sugar Ray, all that. It was local bands all over the place. There was bands in every garage. So I would be hanging, you know, the little brother want to go hang out with the big brother. So I would hang out with him. Hold on, man. Hold on. Wait a minute. You just dropped a gang of names. We got to back up real quick. First of all, all, rest in peace to Velma, to Nana, aka Nana. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Uncle uh, 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 Otis. Um, yeah. And, and, and rest in peace to Grady. Um, man, hold on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You dropping them. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot going on. Well, what I'm what I'm gonna go back and tell you about that is, you know, after the garage bands and everything that was happening, you know, uh, my my uh, Otis had a band called uh, Sky's the Limit, and then they they um uh, they played in the garage and they had a group of guys he would play with, and you know they would rehearse and stuff, and you know uh and, and, and they were okay, you know, and then uh after he introduced me to all of these people that was doing music around town. One day he brought he brought Grady to 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 uh, to the to the house and we had this piano because it was for uh, my sister uh, Diane but she never played it so much so it just sat there so um, uh, Otis was doing this 45 making this single uh, 45 on wax with with, um, with Grady's girlfriend was in the band singing so. So after that, he brought Grady to the house, and Grady started that. He sat down at the piano and started playing, and he was he was really advanced. I I I recognize this cat has something special going on. He was advanced, and he was like really like talented and had a had a genius musical mind. I could tell this cat was 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 really fast. What age were you guys at the time, Chris? Huh? What age were you at? What age was I? Was I uh, 14, 15, 13, yeah. something like that? Uh, you know, because all this started when I was like 12. He was playing the drums, and when I was like 12, he ended up by the time I was like maybe 14, 15. That's when Grady came to the picture or whatever. And uh, so I said, okay, man, you know, stick with him. He sound like he know what he's doing. So, so, yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know how so, talented, man. Sorry to cut you off, Cletus. No, I, go as, ahead, you, as go you're ahead. talking, I was just thinking and reflecting on like all of the the movies I've seen uh, portraying that time period and how talented so many average people were. Man. Like there was so many, like how you're sitting here even talking about all these different uh, artists and bands and people that was actually playing live instruments. Just to be able to play the drums at a consistency is a talent within itself. Yeah, it's, complicated. It's, it's, it's complicated. It's more as a extreme. lot going on. And, and it's extreme. And, 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 and let's, let's just put this out there. 
they're not average. These are the people that that you with the society will have you think are average or will have you think aren't worth as much as others, but these are the people that society is used to build this country. Like these mm-hmm. are these are the diamonds. These are the exactly. these are the people from the from the community that you might see driving a bus, but he's singing a song and he has the whole bus quiet as a church mouse listening to him sing stop to stop. Because mm. that dude he just you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's and, and the crazy part power. is we're talking about we're talking about Otis, um uh uh Franklin. We're talking about yeah. Otis Franklin, who is a legend in his own right. We're talking about Grady Wilkin from the legendary Whispers, who gave the Whispers their, their helped give the Whispers their legendary sound. Exactly. And some of your favorite Whisper exactly. songs you came yeah. up with and wrote. Well, you did. Well, well, Larry, well, Larry, Larry went. Larry went with him first, and then he pulled Grady in after. And 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 uh, but yeah, he he did give them that. Uh, he was part of their legendary sound. And uh, Calvin, he went with Bill Summers and Summers Heat. Uh, Larry went with the West Virginia Paul Grady in. Cindy, Cammy's little sister, she went. She's with him for still to this day. And uh, yeah, uh, it evolved. It evolved into that. And there, and everybody is from like basically the same neighborhood. Uh, different parts of the city. Larry and Grady is from. From uh same part of the neighborhood, Baby Hunters Point. Uh Calvin he was from Fillmore, Fillmore and Cindy Seals from Fillmore, you know. Over there where Fillmore Slim is from. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Hey, Fillmore Slim. Get him on the show on the podcast too, man. Uh that's that's easy. Hey, so um Fillmore Slim was a blues uh singer and player musician uh, I think he played guitar before he ever got into the life I mean, he was I heard he got, that I heard he was dope too he got distracted by them I mean you know he, he, they they he got distracted into going into the life so he was a blues man and he's from he was singing that southern blues from Louisiana yeah wow. he looks like a blues player too yeah he's doing the blues right now oh that's what he's, he's doing, doing now He's doing the blues right now. He's doing blues and he's talking about doing a film and everything. Snoop was supposed to play, uh, supposed to play the film most slim in the movie, but I, don't I heard know. about that. Yeah, I heard about that a few years ago. Yeah, we, we got a song, uh, we got a song that Otis uh, wrote that we know was gonna put in the film. Uh, can't call the name of it right now. Uh, um, I can't call the name of it right now. Yeah, that's, but, that's that's dope. Shout out Fillmore Slim, man. If you're listening, let it have, have you on the show and uh, and chop it up. Get some of those uh, those Frisco stories from you. Oh, man. But, uh, he, he was, so, he's nationwide. He was nationwide. He got stories from all over. He got he got stories from, from, from all 50 <clears throat> International. <laughs> Hey, Man. so so everybody's doing their own thing. Um, around at the end of high school, what 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 role did you take? What what are you into? At well, like well, 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 I was in the I was in the I was in the sports in the streets, but you know, um, 
I uh, I was doing well in school, so well in school before I got I changed high schools. I was doing so well that I had enough credits built up to whereas I could skate through the last couple of years. So I kind of was getting into carpentry. I was doing some carpentry, you know, working as a carpenter, and then uh, uh, <clears throat> I did some grocery clerk training, and I was in the sports, and so. Uh, I would uh I would be going to basketball practice or whatever. I would I would be out there hanging running running them streets and uh uh one of the guys would be late for rehearsal for an Otis's band and I'm trying to get outside to you know do go do me. And uh he's like, "Oh man, you can't leave right now. You got to hold so and so's note until he get here." I was like, "Hold his note." And he said, yeah, you got to, he, he, I, I said, I'm trying to hold some money, man. Y'all ain't got no money, man. I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm got to go. He said, no. He said, you going to sing this part right here. Wah, woo, woo, woo. And he would give me this note to, to and, the, and then he said, he said, this your note, you know, um, uh, I, I, let's say, um, uh, oh, how I wish that it would rain. And I would be, he would, he would say, sing that. And I would go, oh, how I wish that. He would say, no, that ain't it, bro. This, this is it. Oh, how I wish that it would rain. And then he would sing it with me until I could sing it exactly like him. He said, okay, do just like that. He said, when I change notes, don't change notes. Keep singing that what you're singing right there. And then, <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then he would change notes. He would go, Oh, how I wish that it would rain. And then as soon as he came in with his note, I would jump up to his note. He said, look, man, you're on my note, man. You know, you got, he said, you got a note, man. He said, I gave you a, he said, he said, I gave you a note, man. Keep the note you got, man. You trying to, you trying to get on money. I was like, man, I don't even really want to do this, man. I'm trying to go outside and get some money all up here, y'all. Y'all, I ain't even get there. This, you know, y'all in here busted, bro. I'm trying to go get some money. You got me singing, God, I wish it were rain, man. You know, so, 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 so I finally learned how to sing harmony because he would make me stay there. And hold it, no. Then we finally, we hitting this harmony. Oh, how I wish that it would rain. Ooh. And then, uh, and then, and then the dude would finally show up. I was like, dang, bro, what took you so long? Man, I'm missing money, man. You ain't all in here saying, let me go. And so, um, or I'm late for practice or whatever I was doing at the time. But that, that was, that was kind of started tuning my ear up to, to being able to hear what I needed to hear to know who was, who was doing it right and who wasn't doing it right because of, you know, I, they made me hold notes to people who was late for rehearsal. So, uh, what, what, what happened What happened after high school is um, Grady, he was a little older than, than, than uh, me and Otis, so he would, had went on with, Larry had pulled him in to go on with the whisper. So, um, I saw him at a club one night, we out there hanging out at a club, in Frisco, you know, trying to trying to meet trying to meet somebody who trying to do our thing. We trying to get phone numbers or take somebody home or whatever. You know, at the time, you know, we was we was hound dogging out at the club. So he said, he said, hey man, I got a chance to go with the whips because he had a band. He he, he had the bad one of the baddest bands in San Francisco. He had his own thing going on. He said, man, I got a chance to go with the whips. Man, what should I do? I said, man, 
You gotta go out there and get us some respect, man. You know they ain't giving the bay no respect, man. You better not. I better not catch you up here, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> doing this up here, man. You better get on out there, man. Get us some respect, bro. And uh, so he he went on with the whistles and he wrote this song, "Welcome Into My Dream," that he wrote about. Uh, I think he wrote it about Monique. I, I'm not sure, but name of the song was "Welcome, Welcome, Welcome." To my dreams are welcome into my. Because you can look that up, and that was that was a big whisper hit. Well, it was like an album cut. So, so through all of that, when you know, years later, he was touring the world and doing the whisper thing. I was up here doing my thing, and you know, he 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 stopped doing music. He stopped doing music. And I had linked up with, um, okay, Marcel was from Richmond, California. He married your know, Aunt Diane, and they moved to L.A. But they were in Richmond, and they were a child prodigy group called The Two Things in One. And they had his, like, silly song, and um, they had another one. I can't think of it right now. But um, he... Prodigy. He was, they, were, they, they were bad. They were no joke. They were advanced for their time. Uh, silly song and the other one. I forget the one I like. That's the one I like. And so um, he, he I did, uh, uh, what, 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 didn't you uh, uh, work what, wasn't there a track called Paper Doll Girls or something? Yeah, we did that in the studio when I was trying to call myself being, you know, trying to make some music. I was, was going to be music. I was going to graduate to music producer, you know. I wasn't a musician, but I had an ear. So, you know, we had this uh, uh uh, young lady from uh, 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 Riverside, I think it was, and uh, she was cute. She could sing a little bit, and then we had this other little cat out of out of uh, out of uh, South Central or somewhere in L.A. over the hill, you know. And um, he was rapping, and so we we did a song, "Paper Doll Girls," and whatever. And uh, that was my first little, you know production you know as a you know i'm barry gordy now you know so so um yeah it was on wax it was on wax it was on wax for real it was record it was on wax so so i was gonna tell you about grady is um i link oh what i was gonna tell you is i linked up with with uh, uh, Terry Carter out of Pittsburgh, California. They moved to L.A. And he was working with Vidal Sassoon's nephew, Billy D. Williams' uh, son, and Jeffrey Osborne's nephew. And, and they had a band. And they were, and and so I started, you know, hanging out over there and started getting into music and then learning more about the studio. And, you know, we were, we were going to be on this subsidiary label of Motown called Taj Records under this guy Bill Dern who kind of I think he started New Edition and whatnot and you know that his business fell apart with the label and then we went to the wayside with that project but it just started getting more deeper and deeper so when I came back to San Francisco you know we were doing like 4th of July parties in Vidal Sassoon's house beach house in Malibu and Sting was right down the beach doing his 4th of July party and we were doing like things down there with, with, with those type of people and when I came back to a Juneteenth in San Francisco in front of City Hall, I saw Grady. I said, oh, man, 
where you been, man? I need you, bro. We're down there doing music. You the musical mind, you know. I'm on business, man. I need you to be damn hard. Oh, man, I ain't doing music no more. I'm not doing music no more. I said, oh, man, that's some bullshit. You, we going back. We get ready to go. You, you know, you the, you the musical genius out of the bunch, bro. So that what you talking about is like when God gives you a blesses you with a uh, uh, a, a skill or, or, or a knack for something or you good at something yeah yeah, yeah uh, uh, it, it gives you a gift that's the word I was looking for you you, you kind of saw me searching for the word huh? you kind of helped me out there with the got word you, gift. you start, you start, you start, you start, you start me searching so when God, gives, when God gives you a gift um, your gift back to God is to use it Mm. Mm. So, the, the, if, if, if you're singing in the shower, if you're singing in front of thousands of people, if you're singing whatever you do, your gift back to God is to use the gift He gave you. So, jewel drop, jewel drop. So, um, and 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 also and also in this life, another jewel drop. The only way you don't get it is if you don't want it. So, it, it, it takes. Uh, the energy and the time to do what's required, you know, to get out there and do it. And 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 whatever whatever God gave you from the day you was born, rather if it's coming twenty or thirty or forty or fifty years later, it's already yours. All you got to do is go get it. Mm. So 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 anyway, wow. me and Grady started this production company, and then we started doing music together, and then we did a track on the Whispers Toast to the Ladies album on Capitol Records, um, called with with Terrence Deathman R.I.P. and um, his crew down there in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, um, called "You Driving Me Crazy." I think he had a partner named Pete. Lee. I think Terrence. Desmond had a partner named Pee Wee, and they was from Kansas City, and then and then and then and Grady had a partner who had moved to Kansas City, Willie, Willie Wortham, and he called in. Oh, I got these cats down here; they got a song we gonna do for the whispers and this and that. Terrence promised his mama he was gonna do something for the whispers. Just so happened Willie knew Grady, and then called Grady, and then we they came up to Cali, and we did the song in the pre-production studio in East Oakland, in Deep East Oakland, off of 82nd and Dowling. And um, the whispers liked it, wanted it, and put it on their um, Toast to the Lady CD on Capitol Records. Mm, that's hard. That sounds like a movie, right? And and and, and that was my that was that was my big introduction to the game. You know, I'm I'm published now. I'm I'm dubbed Sir Cletus Will, Sir OG Cleek from San Francisco by the Whispers. Bop. <laughs> Certified. <laughs> so That's you know, awesome. I, I got my chest poked out, you know, and I'm I'm somebody in the music now, you know, or you know, you got this, you want to do it again? It's like you know, were you, were like you at, at, no. at any point were you starstruck by anybody? I can't say that I was ever starstruck by anybody. Like not, um, not starstruck, but just like, dang, that, that's the trip that I met such and such just now like not even like 
like uh, outwardly, but just even like on the inside. Like, damn, I'm really chopping it up with such and such. It was it was happening every time the whistles was on a tour. Anytime I wanted to go there, I just went, showed up, and I'm backstage kicking them with everybody there to kick it with. Back then, it was Dick Griffey and the Solar Crew when they was all at Shalimar and Lakeside and all that, and Dick Griffey over there, and you know. Uh, this little cat, this one of his hitters was running around backstage, uh, you know, and he kind of like was, you know, I was feeling some kind of way on how he kind of was trying to act tough, you know, around me. And I was like, and Dick Griffey was standing on the wall. So I, and he, you know, he's trying to be like a fly on the wall, like nobody know who he is. I know who he was. And I just stopped in my tracks and I just grip. I said, man, why is your boy, you know, you know, doing, trying to do me like that, bro? I mean, like, what's up with your boy? And, uh, you know, he kind of caught him off guard. He just kind of shrugged his shoulders. I was like, man, you know, get your boy, man. Like, shit, you know. I thought it was, it was, it was more like just some real life situations that uh, things would happen that would take you out of that star mode to like, you know, you know, you'll be like, what's your problem? You'll be on some what's your problem? You know what I mean? It's like, hold on, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't get your makeup messed up. Right now. Oh, yeah. You know, Don't miss your stage time. Don't miss Kurt you know, messing with I don't know. Give me like, I don't know where you store. Like, I don't know where you it's like I don't know where you do that at, man, but you ain't gonna do that here with me. I don't you can go <laughs> down, down the hall. I said where well, I said down. You can do that down the hall and around the corner, bro. Not like right here with me. That's, that's what's happening. Can you, but, can you give me a story, man? Like, you don't even got to use names, but just a time where it almost got to that, where it almost got to that point between you <laughs> and a celebrity. I never really got into them with no celebrities. Celebrities always kind of gravitated to me or either not, you know? So it was like, quit. It was like, if you wasn't feeling me, I didn't give you no energy. I just went on to who was feeling me. So it was, it was, uh, I could tell you a story that didn't have nothing to do with, well, let me think. Let me think about something right quick. Well, I know one time we was doing a gap that we was, uh, they were doing this all-star funk uh, tour with the Gap Band, Function, and SOS Band. They had an all-star band they had put together. And I was, uh, we were supposed to be taking Michael Cooper to the airport so he can get a rent a car or something. And then, uh, or Charlie, Uncle Charlie had just came back to the game. He was all clean and sober. He was on the new path and everything, you know. And he, he had this little stepson that was kind of running, running the backstage area or whatever. And uh, he died, you know, he was doing too much and everything. And he was like, uh, y'all can't come back. I said, y'all can't, you can't be back here. Like we here on business, man. We taking Mike Cooper to the airport so we can get his rental car so we can do, you know, we just here to assist Michael. We're not even really trying to and so he kinda rubbed us the wrong way. And uh and uh so I kinda you know, it was a standoff for a minute. It was it was a, for a momentary standoff for a minute, and then we just kinda shined it on and left. But then the same crew came to San Jose uh, at the university, San Jose State University. And um, our boy was on tour with, um, uh, he was road managing somebody who was on the tour. And then the guys from, 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 I think it was the Gap Band or whoever it was, 
was giving him problems. The same little dude was giving him problems. So, 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 so they call, hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, now. And so they called me and said, hey, man, we have a problem, man. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I was like, all right. So I got up, you know, threw on my trench coat and went over here to see what's the problem. You know, man, you know, our boy having problems, man, get over here, you know, right quick. So, I got up through on my trench coat. I walked in and out, and I and I walked in, and and did and I knew how to move. So I got in the building, and I was just backstage like poof. And then and so so they looking like how this dude get back here? You know what I mean? But the little dude I remembered us from the L.A. in the Universal Studios, and he was looking kind of weird because he was the problem. So we had to stand on stage. And, and and say, okay, now go on and handle your business because they was trying to prevent him from doing his job and handling his business. So we stood on stage like bodyguards, you know, with trench coats on, like, you know, okay, now go on and handle your business, don't trip, you know, and ain't nobody gonna mess with you type of thing. You know, it was like we was representing, it was like a homie call type trip. <laughs> so, 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 so they was, they was all looking like, they was just like stuck, like, you know, what's going on? It was like, well, you know, it's obviously what's going on. We here to make sure you don't bother our boy. And so, you know, go ahead, man, do your thing. So that was the, the closest little issue that I had. That's kind of minor compared to some of the things that then happened out there, man, already. You know, some of the other cats that's been out there for years and years and years. And now, yeah. so, um, you, so you, you, you always seem like a pretty, Mellow, not I won't say mellow like a, a pretty like cool person. I was always, like when you when you around when you when just being around your uh peers and everything, everybody, you know what I mean? Like as, as soon as they see you, hey, you know, it's it's well, never a I, negative energy. Well, I was always the peacekeeper. I wanted to always reason things out and you know, be like, okay, y'all take that side, we're gonna take this side. We ain't going friends on y'all. You ain't going friends on us. I was always like, you know, like, you know, you ever watch them uh, uh, Bumpy Johnson stories? Okay, I got everything from 150th to 25th Street, and you got everything from this one. So I was always like just dividing up and everything and, and saying, okay, just, okay, we go. So I was like the peacekeeper type guy, whereas uh, I figured we can get further you know, alone, either working together or staying each other out of each other way, then we can by bringing each other down. That's a right. very important piece. You played a very important piece. Yeah. 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 Especially so, now. Uh, I mean, not especially now, but in these days and times, you, you don't, when you see people going to business with each other, friends or family, it, it, you know, most times it ends up in, in a feud or a fight or, uh, you know, the company breaking up Rockefeller, they're in the news right now um, with the lawsuit um, and Dame, <clears throat> Dame Dash, shout out to Dame Dash uh, selling his NFTs and his share uh, of Rockefeller or his portion of Rockefeller and <clears throat> you like, you look at some, something like that you look at groups like the Whispers and, and, and the Isley Brothers and things like that and how people were able to stay together, even if they broke apart, they kind of tried to keep the, the wheels going, the movement going. Uh, do, you, do, you think, do you think that 
young people were just I won't say young people, but do you think generations that came after yours are doing things right when it comes to business? Well, some of them are balling out of control, like you know, like Jigga and all of them cats and 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 Puffy and all of them dudes that got the opportunity to do whatever they doing. But a lot of the other situations just got way more looser and sloppier and more like way less uh, thought going into it. Everything is just like right now, reaction like like a reaction to a, to an action, and everything is less like. You know, it ain't as well thought out by as many people anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I just think everything is just like no, no real in-depth thinking about, you know, what can really happen in the end. No, no, no well thought out planning. You know, it's just like right now, right now, right now. It's like what's like happening right game, now. Mama. Like a video game. Like so, a video you know, game. I'll, I'll get another life. <laughs> right, right, hey, right, actually, right, right. It's funny. Right. It's funny you said that because there's actually a video game out there called Second Life. Right, yeah, right. Very popular. You know, it's very, and, very and, popular. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I'm proud of them cats, like uh, like uh, Master P, and you know, uh, uh, you know the whole. The homie, the homie out in Houston over there that had a uh, Scarface in them and um, Jay Prince, shout out Jay, Jay Prince. Yeah, Jay, you know all them cats that, that was allowed to do their thing, but then cause cause the cause the cause the thing that um cause the thing that uh what uh uh you know uh, the one that rapped the one that got killed with Tupac Big Boy um, Should Night. No, not no, no. The, the one from New York, the one from New York, Biggie. Oh, Biggie. When Biggie, oh, when Biggie and them and Puff them came out, more money, more problems. That's real as you can get because it's because you know, it, it, everybody's shooting for the crown from the bottom to the top, from the from the from the from the gutter to the feds, or for whoever. Like if, but if you if you do good business, straightforward. That's all you got to do. You got to do business with integrity. If you got integrity in, in what you're doing and you're doing business correctly, then you know anything else that ain't your fault, just that ain't your fault. Now, I I'm been, I, you, if you operate with integrity, then you'll be, to, to my, well, my philosophy is, if you are being allowed to play on the, highest playing field there is rather if it's the lowest level of it or the highest level of it any level of the highest playing field that you're on and you're being allowed to 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 play the game and you know participate then they want to know that where your integrity is they want to worry about no no shadiness and no nothing that's gonna you know cause them to put you out you know what i mean i I was told before that there's a few ways in and a million ways to get put out Mm -hmm. so so if you do your thing with integrity then those are the most valuable players of the game because you know you ain't gotta you ain't gotta bird dog them you know what i mean 
You're going to go make the money. You're going to do the splits. Everybody going to get their cut. And then we're going to keep doing it again and again and again until we're too old to, to, to get up and go do it anymore. Don't mess up the money, man. Don't mess man. up the money, man. You're messing up the cha-cha. You're messing up the flow. Yo, what's, what's, what's you know, what's yeah. up with that? You know, Don't mess and, up. and then you're going to, they're going to find out. They gonna find out real quick what you what you cut out, you know what. Hey, but I think that, that 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 came that came a lot. Uh, that was there was a lot of that in the sixties, um, in the seventies, like uh, a lot of gangsters, a lot of not gangsters, but a lot of shady business dealings amongst black people. Um, you ain't even gotta be gangster. You just gotta be shady. It ain't even the business of gangster or not. It's it's integrity and gangsterism. It's integrity and just big worldwide business on what makes the world go around. It's it's just integrity on any level of life that you want. If you ain't got integrity on on on, on gangster, then that's a good way to get a holy real quick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. And, and, and so, so, so you thinking everything is, you know, you think you slicker than grease, but then when you wind up with a hole in your head, then you, then you just can't, don't ask no questions why, because you wasn't working with, uh, with the integrity that, you know, you, you know, you should have been, you know what I mean? It's like, in some, in, in some, uh, uh, business world, if you don't work with integrity, or I'm gonna see you. Ain't gonna get nowhere. Uh, uh, I'm, and you, you ain't, ain't gonna, gonna get nowhere to work. The world gonna get out on you, and then, then everybody gonna know not to mess with you. I'm gonna sue you. You do that on the street, and you're gonna have a hole in your head. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or something. You know, I mean, that's the worst scenario, case scenario. But I mean, it's very important to just do your thing with integrity. The world. They never can say that you're the one that wasn't operating faulty. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So then they'll always say, well, whatever happened, he does good business so we can work with him. So there's always another chance for you to do another deal with somebody else because they like the way you do business. Take note. Right. You know, people will give and you a chance. yourself. People that, will that, give that was a lot. That was a lot that you. I, I use you say all the time is protect your uh, your work, protect uh, protect yourself. Yeah, you got to do your paperwork. You know what I mean? Because shoot, I got a uh, I got a youngster from the old man from the. I think it was uh, I forget what part of East Oakland, but he tell you quick. You either know the business or get the business. Get that right now, Cletus. From your uh, viewpoint, throughout the time of music what have what have uh, you viewed as far as like the impact on it that it has done to society well <laughs> here we go again I, when I was younger we had love songs and uh, stop the war and I'm black and I'm proud and all of these type of songs where you know we just wanted to go to the club meet a chick take her to breakfast if we can get her home or you know everything was like you know mellow peace and love I mean but coming through the Marvin Gaye what's going on listen to that album and that's what's happening right now but 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 um what have changed is I'm gonna I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this. This is a this is a strong possibility, and and I mean, and you gotta just believe what you see. 
And so what we saw, what we listened to and what we was being programmed, it was love songs and all of this other stuff. And, you know, feel good to see your people up on it and more power to you and this and that. Nowadays, what you're seeing being programmed is money, sex and drugs and cutthroat and all of this wild and now all of this stuff. And, 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 and it started, or let's just talk about, let's just talk about rap. It started out with the Sugar Hill and all of that, just talking about just uh, everyday things and, and and stuff like that. And then it then it then it then it went through everything it went through to get to to get the gangster rap. Okay, so gangster rap is one form of rap. They got all these other forms of rap. It's just like genres of music is different departments of genres of I would say different departments of rap. So. I can't say there shouldn't be no gangster rap. I didn't listen to gangster rap and be bumping it and, and, and the whole everything. But it was there. That's all they bumping now. That's all they're doing. So the programming is just focused just strictly on gangster rap. And that's it. There ain't no other yeah. choices. There ain't no it other choices a, out there. There's so, a difference between between allowing people to listen to music and, and pushing it into your face. They take Lord away your fine. choices. They take away your choices, and you only got one choice. So it's just like when I watched uh, about uh, the, uh, 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 the the dude they made Superfly about. He had a crew, uh, 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 and uh, no, 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 the one, the one. The, the one the one that the one that the one that Frank Lewis told him quit naming your stuff after mine if you're gonna be cutting it um oh Frank Lucas yeah yeah Frank. yeah but the other cat uh Nicky Nicky Barnes Nicky Barnes crew they was doing documentary on the Nicky Barnes crew and one of the cat one of the cats summed it up like well what you expect out of people that you give them a five foot ladder to get over a ten foot wall what mm. you think you're gonna do? We're gonna create ways to survive. We're gonna create ways to survive and do what we gotta do because this, we gotta get over this 10 foot wall. We only got a five foot ladder. We're gonna need another seven feet ladder and somehow we gotta find a way to get over the wall. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so what I'm saying is that they only give you gangster rap to, to, to bombard you with and they build all these new private prisons and all of these new prisons everywhere. What does that mean? That mean they trying to fill up the prisons. So they pumping go. and programming you with the gangster rap. And quite, and quite frankly, I'm just going to tell you right now. Everybody ain't cut out for gangster, ain't gangster material. Yeah, well, but, you can say that again. But you're going to get into something that's going to help you. You're going to be one of the ones that's just going to be helping and filling up all the new prisons they build it. Do so the this drop. Was a, <laughs> that, that's it. So it's it just a way to fill up the prisons with the people that they program in their minds on this gangster rap because prison is a business. Because I'm sorry, go ahead. Prison is a business because what happened? What happened in the South? What happened in the South that made the South more prosperous than the North? Free labor. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's happening mm. in what's happening in prison? A dollar 
a week to work 40 hours a week in the kitchen or in the, wherever you working at in the prison you getting a dollar 25 weeks so if ain't nobody sending you boxes and you getting money on your books all you got enough is to buy toothpaste and soap to wash your drawers and whatever and that's it okay. right. you and, and, and once you get a felony and once you get a felony um a police officer can stop you uh anytime any, any you don't have to be doing anything they can stop you uh and if you don't well, have your paperwork on you if you don't have your your paperwork on you they can arrest you and take you on the spot similar well, to back in slavery times when you would go off of the plantation you would have to have your pass from the master if one of the uh uh, uh catchers caught you or just a white person wanted to mess harass you caught you off of the plantation and you didn't have that paperwork they could take you on the spot do whatever they wanted with you keep you for them whatever but it, well, it, it's, it's that same kind of and then you, you you touched on something real deep um the 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 programming by music to to be dancer yeah. right you 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 tell somebody to be and you give them a blueprint or whatever that is on the tape on the record for them to listen to 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 try to be or emulate that image now part of the system is removing the father or the man from the equation right because oh, around yeah. the same oh, time the music started changing um uh welfare became a thing of not not, not that the music started changing but that uh systems of of uh, systems of uh uh propaganda like movies music uh you know media started uh, uh using a propaganda more to to program uh certain groups of people you had this element of social of, of, of welfare where the father couldn't be in the home now look at well, that's it all now. A part women of, that's all a part of Go ahead. You, you, got you got you got single moms telling their sons, "Well, I'm the daddy and the mom, and part of being a daddy is they think is I have to make my son hard. My son has to be hard. So you either so now you have this smaller box as a young man growing up. One of the reasons that I started this podcast is because I wanted to give something back to young brothers that were looking for guidance, that were looking for something, and I think. A lot of times, even though single mothers mean well, no disrespect to single moms, what they're doing is they're they're doing their best to raise their sons how they think a man should raise their son, which is being tough, being hard, don't cry, that kind of thing. But now what you're doing is you're raising these F boys. You're raising these F boys because they're not around that male influence, the right male influence. They're getting it from music, movies, video games, and their friends who are getting it from music, video games, and movies. And then it's like the fatherless leading the fatherless. Right. You know, they're making them hard or soft, one or the other. Because the whole right. trick to the game, the whole trick to the game is taking, 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 uh, taking uh, the father out the house. Taking, taking the father out the house and making them poor enough to where it causes conflictions and, and 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 causes frustration inside the home where they make it hard for the, the target is the black male basically to me because they take the they, they don't get a black male the job but they get a black female the job so the black female can disrespect the black man because she's talking to think she the one and she the one making the money and so the black man felt like uh, less than because 
or he have to get out there and get and take that five foot ladder and get over that ten foot wall just to get the respect, you know, to get that respect. Like, no, well, you doing that, but I'm doing this. But you know what I mean? The, the trick to the game is causing uh, division in the family to keep people down and right. taking yeah, people well, and then and, sorry, and then taking and then welfare don't do nothing but run up a bill in the in the man's name so then if the man ever get a job they're gonna take all the money anyway because exactly. of because the, because the mama they ran up a bill in his name so then, but then they, um, it also causes division because welfare puts food on the table so well they, they, they give you crumbs they give you crumbs they give you crumbs they give you these food stamps you'll never get past that point what you get, two hundred dollars and some food stamps, or whatever the bill is, whatever whatever it is, they know where you at. You ain't never going no further than that because they're gonna give you a project or some food stamps and a check, and every okay, week no, you're just no, gonna no. go, and you're gonna go to the mailbox thinking that you got it made because you you know, and then all you motivated to do is wait for the mailman. So then, so 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 then, you know, um, what 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 needs to happen is, <clears throat> what needs to happen is. The females should recognize that oh they trying to keep they trying to keep our men down so when they give us the jobs we gonna set up our men in business and then we gonna make sure that they got their own hustle to do and they gonna be entrepreneurs while I'm going to work and getting and getting this check so then we still working together with a, with a female that's supposed to come back and disrespect the man and and lose respect because they're supposed to recognize the game and know that that's part of the tricks of the game they're trying to trick them into 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 uh uh, uh bringing uh, bringing the family down and 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 and, and to uh make the the male feel weak and 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 you know you know less than he naturally is like the kings we naturally are so 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 it's up to the females and up to the it's up to us to educate each other too that's what they doing so then you know when a female get the job she bring the money home we figure out okay what you want to start what kind of business you want to start you know what i mean because if you were somebody who don't want to work no matter if it's for themselves or get a job you just pick the bomb dude but right, if you, right. but if, but if you got somebody that's willing to work or entrepreneur, then, then you could, you, they could start their own business, a car wash, uh, any type of business, any entrepreneurial thing from from the smallest to the biggest. So that's the game. And also the part of the, another part of the game is that they want to take the male males and the, and the females off the streets. Can't make babies. Can't make more people. You can't make more. You know. And and now they and they pushing the femininity of a male and again and the, I'm not against gays and all of that but they pushing that because why two people with the same sex can't make babies so yeah, yeah. so 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 it's less it's, it's the, the, so it's less black people or it's less people I'm I'm gonna drop one I'm gonna drop one last thing that. I, this is just how it is, and I'm not trying to get too deep, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, get deep enough. I'm gonna get deep enough, and it is is what it is. So, how about the, how about the, how, how about how, how about the fact that one black person can turn the whole world black, but it take two white people to stay white. So if they mix with any other race, then the baby ain't white no more. So their mm-hmm. biggest fear, their biggest fear is extinction. Mm-hmm. Be- they and because it. they, it's because, because they not, but 
Well, I mean, they can stick together and keep making babies, but but you know what I mean. They can't if they get in the mix with anybody, they they numbers is dropping. So that's why they that's why they hate everybody because they the weakest gene. They don't they don't have the dominant genes. So, but and and so to, to me, I would say the biggest fear is extinct, extinction, extinction, and losing power and have to pay for what they did. <clears throat> Don't you think that can happen now? Like, isn't there? Like, I know that people of color are called minorities, but isn't there more people of color than not? Like, well, well, what I was thinking, I would say yes. I would say yeah. That's that's obvious. That's why they want to build a wall on the border, and they don't want nobody to come and this and that. But the whole thing about it, this country was built on rejects from England. They they let all the undesirables from England out to prisons, and they came to here and started the United States. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 And 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 all our holidays is based on something, some some. Some, some kind of some, pagans, some kind of some kind of evilness. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Thanksgiving is the day that the pilgrims invited the Indians to dinner, dinner, and served a musket pie for dessert. Ain't All right. Nothing good. You know. Ain't nothing uh, good. You know. Uh, I mean, it's it's a, it's it's some uh, Halloween. What's Halloween? Halloween is a legend of sleepy hollow. I mean. No Christmas, shit, they killed Jesus. I mean, I heard stories that Christmas uh, originated from like a, a area where there used to be a whole bunch of men, and they used to get drunk and, and have sex with each other, and run through the streets, uh, looting people's houses, and just acting a fool. What man? I don't know what they was on, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I heard a bunch of stories. I heard the ornaments was on a tree. They used to, they used to hang, they used to hang, chop people heads off and hang it on this thing. And the, and the, and the red blood represented the red ornaments that used to be on all of the trees that they was hanging heads on on this thing. I'm telling you, man, I, this shit I, real. I, it ain't no, it ain't nothing good, man. All these man. holidays is bad, bro. I, so, y'all gotta send me the links to those. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how true I, that I, is. So I don't want. I seen the link to mine. They got a whole documentary on the shit. I don't know hey. how true I don't, I don't know how true mine is, but 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 my points my points are that it's it's a mad scramble to you know to 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 hold the dominant genes down. Right. And and uh and and so you ain't got to do all that if you want to maintain whoever. You're, Hey, if, if if you're afraid of that, get together with your people and then make sure y'all keep on doing what you got to do to keep making babies like you. You know what I mean? Because one black person can make black baby with anybody. It's fear and it's fear and insecurity. It's like a combination of the two. Right. You know, it's like the fear of of knowing that you are the weakest link. And instead of trying to figure out solutions without having to try to genocide a race because of that, you choose to do the negative and try to exterminate doing something that in a sense is impossible because like how you just broke down the, the odds. 
if one yeah. if one of us can literally change everybody into us and it, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the odds, bro. Like, that's that's oh, a legitimate so fear. That's up there. Yeah, for sure. In one of Malcolm X's speeches, um, I read in the eighth grade, he was talking about uh, Yakub. And uh, Yakub was a mad scientist back when the uh, earth was all basically one mass and the people spoke one language he wanted to he wanted to have a race of people that spoke a different language their own language so he uh, uh, caused this mass explosion that basically separated uh, the land uh, that he wanted to be on versus you know where everybody else was and he created this race he kept grafting uh, uh, from the black from the race that was their darker race he kept grafting until he got light and lighter and lighter and lighter until he got the palest uh, complexion he could and he this is how the story went um, used this uh, uh, grew this race of people and used them to wreak havoc on the uh, on the the, the rest of the people because they spoke their own language nobody else could understand them and when they began having babies with people and things like that and all of this other it, so it's like this whole thing of how like how you said you can get lighter from darker but you can't get darker from lighter kind of thing and and, and it's deep man because imagine the, the, the how, how deep does the trick go on us because we try to look like them. We we do things to our body to look like them who are trying to look like us. It's the it's the it's the uh, you can you can uh, uh, fit that in the category of the sleep and the woke because the sleep are ones that are in the matrix that don't realize that it is a matrix. So therefore, you'll see them trying to look like the European, for example, the the African American female tries their hardest nowadays to look like the European when in reality during the times that King Cletus was was coming up we as black people represented beauty to the point where Caucasians was rocking afros but you don't see that now you, you, you know and that right there is another example of the attack on society as far as like the programming that we're talking about that's a pure that's a perfect example because you'll see go ahead even even let's even even um a little deeper than appearance let's say somebody is aware of all of these things but their last name is still that of a slave owner they still have an address in the united states they still pay taxes and they still vote they're they're as american as they come yet they're aware of their options and they're aware of the atrocities. Basically what I'm saying is is how deep does this go in our psychology, our fabric as a people, if we are still in the house that we know we were kidnapped and brought to. And we're mowing the lawn, we're paying the bills, we're keeping the lights on, and we're fighting other people that dare try to tell us any different. How deep does that go? 
That right about there. Is, the thing about it is we was born in this country, so we don't know nothing but what we did to survive in this country. And if we go to uh, Africa, they they gonna treat us like second rate citizens, like we ain't real Africans anyway. But do you see I that mean, right there? Do you see that right there? I, I think I think that part is something that we were fed as as propaganda or as a way to keep. Man, it I seen it happen. I seen it happen. It was like a like, dude. like for like like somebody saying, "Hey, you know, I took you from there because uh, that was a bad place. You better off no, right here." No, but what, what I'm saying there, is, they ain't gonna treat what, you right because they ain't gonna they're not gonna look at you the same as they look at themselves. They don't. I mean, it ain't got nothing to do with us wanting to be here worse than we want to be there is that we we got we got to play the hand god gave us because i i was downtown i was at a club and jason kid was playing ball and him and his crew came through the club we were standing like in line to get in this club and this dude from africa that was dressed with a baseball hat on and just like we was was talking smack like we was like like we came over here and we let them make slaves out of us and y'all didn't ain't represent like y'all ain't this and y'all ain't that and he kept on saying all of these things and 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 and, and everybody was listening in that shit okay dude well check this out dude if you like africa so much why you ain't still over there why you over here why why you don't go to africa and get big over there and then and 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 don't even come over here since we so messed up since we so bad off what you doing here and the reason why <laughs> check it the reason why he's <laughs> over here the reason why he was there is because he's a part of the programming as well the world right. as big as it is is nowhere near as big as it is it is extremely small as humans the uh the masses have have uh, strategically strategically collectively worked together to to spew out a certain type of way of thinking for people to to consume as far as being programmed when they turn on the internet when they turn on tv uh believe it or not as african americans we are the top of the african in a sense they they look to tv and mimic us if you look at what, what well, everybody well, do, they well, mimic us. Well, but they I got, think that's they, so got, they got their high class and they low class. They got kings and queens and with like coming to America with they own with they picture on their own money. But 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 it's like everybody looks at the United States as the big dream place to be. But you know, it's only the dream place to be for people who who they allowing to live the dream. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. I think that's a part of the programming. You, you again, and this is a metaphor. You kidnap somebody, you bring them to your house, you make a videotape of them, and you let the neighbors see it. The neighbors are going to think, "Oh, that person is fine. Look at him. I want my kid to be like that. Why don't you learn how to tap dance like Bojangles, Jimmy?" Then it's like. Well, but Bojangles behind closed doors. He's living in poverty. He's a, he's a slave. He doesn't have any rights. He's being raped. He's got all of this other stuff that you don't see going on in America. They other people from the outside only see what's in the magazines and on TV. 
and they see the exception, the people that they allow to be broadcasted out to the world. They don't show the little girl being murdered by the police that was just laying on her couch. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't show the brother uh, running from the police being murdered, rest in peace to Barack. They don't show them that in the magazines and in the TV, unless it's in a movie. And even then, it becomes um, it entertainment. Becomes entertainment. Thank what? you. It, be- it becomes now we're fetishized. Now you look at somebody, they were somebody, Willie D, shout out Willie D, uh, was just talking about on his show um, how some foreigners came to Chicago and went to O'Block, uh, legendary O'Block, and were taking pictures with gang members and crying with them because they couldn't believe that they were meeting these people that they saw on Instagram. And, 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 it's, and it's like, now we're not just entertainment, now we're a part of the, the showcase at the zoo. Now when you come and ride and, and come to the United States or to come to our city, ride through our neighborhoods, you can point, roll your windows down and keep it moving. And say you saw somebody uh, from Boys in the Hood that looked like uh, your favorite rapper. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like we are still very much America's number one commodity. Well, definitely. Well, yeah, well. When it comes to when it comes to sports and entertainment and everything like that, the things that we excel at naturally, we're not benefiting the most from. We're we're benefiting them. I mean, might it's just like the game on the on the street. They let one or two dudes get rich, you know what I'm saying, in the street, and then send everybody else to jail or get everybody else killed or whatever. So and they they let, let it, they let it come. And then don't get too big. Don't get too big. Well, they let one or two people get. They let get big and they can get, and then everybody else is just chasing the chasing the uh, 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 chasing their tail. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to get somewhere where they already know they ain't gonna be allowed to be. You know. So um, I tell you a story about Grady. Grady was in Japan on tour with Paula Abdul, uh, and um, and so uh, he. Uh, met some Japanese people or uh, somewhere in the Pacific some Oriental people and they had a conversation with him and he held an intelligent conversation with them and they were blown away they were like wow you're nothing like how we think black people are from your country because all we know is what we see on TV see there you go so 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 the the programming is real because until they met him, they thought everybody over here was dapper fetched or uh, you know some wild out, you know America's number one game. Uh, yeah, what that So that people from the outside will not only fear us but think or or feel that whatever we go through is justified because that's how we are. Their go. main goal is to make everybody feel like we're less than because we're the dominant gene. Exactly. So their main That's goal it. is to go. Their main goal is to do the opposite of what it is. That's it. You, you sure. think lesser. Think think lesser. This person. They don't want nobody to mingle and mix with us because they don't want that dominant gene to start spreading. So they putting no. everything out there so people will be like they don't want to have. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. It ain't because it ain't it ain't because we're less than it ain't because 
we're somebody to be afraid of and we're these crazy evil wrong people it's because they are fear of our dominant genes getting in the mix that's a fact because if, if they were people if they were to let guards down and just accept then they would have to accept their demise as a race well I mean they would have to they would have to accept admitting what they did and, that, and, and they would have to but check it though the sad reality the sad reality of that is that that's a selfish choice because even if they do just accept it the the, 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 the time that it would take for life to go to where it is no longer any Caucasian will be so far down the road that they would never even experience any type of any type of lifestyle like that. I, I can't even say that the goal is to eliminate Caucasians because I mean it's not the that, goal. That's like that's like that's, that's like that's know. like saying you don't want no more bears or horses or tigers. No, I mean that ain't everybody that's not can, the goal. It's not the goal, but like how we're doing the comparison in regards to the, the, the dominant gene. It, it's like an inevitable process if they were to just put their guard well, down and can, just accept it. it. It can happen doesn't mean that it will happen because whatever way God wanted, it, that's the way it's going to be. And so I'm sure that if 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 the shoe was on the other foot and we were the weaker gene, we would be multiplying together with each other because we would be knowing what we face with and we would do whatever. A person's natural reaction is to do whatever is a, is a survival. You know what? So, that, that, that brings, that that's, you said something really interesting. And I want to ask you, based on your experience, um, not just in the music industry, but also in the streets and, and elsewhere, do you think that Black people are at a point where we can handle real power without um, perpetrating our oppressors. Us can because some of us have cool enough heads and reasonable enough to just maintain the position. And you know, uh, shit. All the people that was in slavery days is is. But a lot of them are dead already. You know what I mean? So hip hop have brought the, the different cultures together. The one thing hip hop music has done, another reason why they changed it all the gangster rap, because hip hop music was bringing all the different younger generations, like y'all age and younger, together. Because I, I used to be downtown and all I could hear was, was, was white folks bumping rap music. Yeah. So that was that was bringing them closer to understanding well if they meet somebody black then it ain't what their parents been telling them you know what i mean it ain't what the history books is showing them you know it's like the clubs with them you're at parties with them your concerts your uh right music is the is i I get it music you know is the common ground or so it's less hip-hop was the common ground so it's less yeah it's less um it's, it's less uh, of uh, of a racial thing as it was in the down in the dirty stuff and you know uh, back in the in the in the days you know what I mean uh, of uh, when it was down and just cold dirty I mean it's a lot of shit a lot of stuff still happening really I mean from what I'm hearing but um, 
it ain't as 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 uh as separated as far as people are more willing to 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 be friends with with with, with a black person or you know the hip hop generation is bringing all kind of different oriental when rap came out orientals white mexican black every 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 nationality i can think of in the younger generation was was vibing together yeah it was it was not it was not like that when i was coming up when i was coming up the riots was over and we was running the streets like y'all better not even look like y'all like even even looking like that we was we was on a mission man Hey, so, yeah. so so back then you wouldn't hear somebody that wasn't black referred to somebody that was black or somebody that wasn't black uh, with the N word. Oh man, they wouldn't say it to your face. Hell, but I mean, hell. and the ones that would, they was all like all posseed up, and it would be just you, you know what I mean? And then you, they could get away with it because you was outnumbered. But I'm gonna tell you, I went to a school where. All of us, we were different nationalities and then we all got along, I'm gonna tell you. But it was our parents that were my, not my parents, I don't think, I mean, it's, it wasn't as bad, even though my mother's from the South, so she had her reasons for feeling how she was feeling because it was down and dirty back then. But it was more of our parents uh, 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 separate, separating than us, you know what I mean? Because we grew up for eight years together and we had all these nationalities and we was all cool you know with each other and everything so i mean um things um things have changed along those lines to where it's a little more you know uh less uh tense or or, or serious you know as far as that goes but um the 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 deal the deal is um losing losing the uh losing the power and the, the and the, and 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 another thing is it's like having somebody who's uh spoiled people that have been having the privilege for so long they don't want to know what it's like to be, to, to 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 live like us without no privilege it's like we got we got we got privilege. Why would we not want to have it? Right. You feel yeah. me? It's like it's like somebody who has what we've been calling white privilege. I mean, it's why crazy. would they want to? Why would they not want to have white privilege? I mean, you know what I mean. But to me, you don't have to lose white privilege. You just gotta share it with everybody. You can't be like we the only ones. That's With what it. I was just about to say. It's like, it's like nobody's asking to take away anything from you. We're just asking to be accepted. We just that's asking. What, to... that, that, see, that, not, what, not, what both of y'all not. are saying right there is puzzling to me because it's not even why accepted. Do we want anything that has anything to do with them because no, what I'm saying is, it's not to do, it's not to do with them. It's not to do with them. But what would I, I've experienced time where I was a lighter skinned one in the car, and I'm the reason why they let us go. You know what I'm saying? Or they didn't pull us over. Or I, and I didn't experience times where you know, ah man, I'm gonna get pulled up. You know, and it's like 
if what wouldn't it be nice if 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 everybody got a courtesy from the police okay hey what's going on uh mr wills you were swerving a little bit uh you know what's happening you know you want to park the car you kicking i mean what what's going on i want you to get hurt out here you know what i'm saying why it always gotta be why it always gotta be why can't everybody get that kind of treatment and it ain't that we want to get it from them it just should be naturally given to anyone because that's the that's a more human thing to do are you okay i don't want you to get hurt you swerving come on you might hurt yourself or somebody park the car that's it exactly then i i I, I think we got to change language We, we, we can't say that we want to be or have a piece of what they have or be accepted we can't use that language we have to say we want to be treated like human beings and that's something you can't ask for that's something you have to demand and if you it's not given to you then that's when it becomes your life or their life and i think we have become so pacified to where we lay down our lives because we want to show that we're not fighting that we are not presenting any kind of of threat for our lives our life to be taken some of us run some of us get scared and run and we still get killed the point is, let me let you in on a secret. Let me, let me let you in on a secret. That already happened in the 60s. It, it already happened already. I didn't see this is a replay. This is a replay. The only thing different about today is it's multiple races marching this time. Before it was just us. Now it's multiple races. But this is a replay. It already happened. So uh, you know, I don't know if it's any hope for some people that is just going to never get over it or never want to change it or never I- accept the, the the reality of that 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 they're wrong. You, I you think, feel I, me? I, I, so we're I, we're asking too much from somebody that's never going to give it. In order for the change to take place, we have to make it happen. We have to get, we have to get ourselves in condition um, to be able to wield that kind of power, of to, to be able to stand on our own two feet. It's almost like when 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 a, a animal is newborn, those kind of animals, the mom gives birth to them while they're standing, and the and the and the baby has a couple of minutes to learn how to get on their feet and start walking, or else the predator is going to get them. It's it, that's kind of like us, except for we have come to a point where. We're just laying there. We we're content as long as the predator knows, hey, I'm not gonna fight. Just please don't mess with me, and, and we're taking a chance at that. But that's our condition right now, because we see other people doing it, and they're getting by just fine. They look just like us. Maybe we'll get just by fine too. But it's up to the predator. It's not up to us. But until we can get on our feet and start walking and get off of that, or get out of that area, get out of the way of harm, we're always gonna have that lingering over us in this country. Not just in this country, but in other countries too. Because I believe that if, if we did it here, we would give other people in other countries of color, we would give other people of color in other countries uh, the, the the courage to do it too. They could, You can stand up to a missile. Why? Because that missile can only take out that area. That It's not going to take out everybody. It's, 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 they, they can take one of us, but they can't take us all kind of thing. And even but the thing about it is... Even we didn't shed enough blood. We didn't shed enough blood on that. What 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 need to happen is 
we need to get when you say get in condition we have to prepare ourselves mentally we have to work together instead of working apart their whole mission been divide and conquer so the way the way people remember when they were they talking about tulsa what where the black wall street where everybody was working together and it was being prosperous they trying to break that up so that'll never happen our biggest uh uh um strongest uh uh, ability to, to 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 win is working together not dying for it not you know fighting you know work together okay let me just say this japan bombed pearl harbor and world war ii started or however whatever happened in the history but they bombed well they bombed pearl harbor and we dropped two atom bombs on that ass wiped out I don't know how many square miles of just everything and everything grow for years uh, okay okay so 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 what Japan did after that is they said well if we don't have no army we ain't gotta fight no wars but we're gonna go to school six, six days a week and we're gonna go to, and we're gonna go uh, more hours out today. We're going to work six days a week. We're going to work more hours a day. So they war is a mentally. They got a war of a financial war. They war is getting all, we all together on this one movement to be smarter, stronger, and richer, more financially powerful than anybody, anywhere. Do you think we can do it? We got to start somewhere. We got to promote it. Yeah, we can do anything we want. I told you at the beginning, the only way you don't get it is if you don't want it. So you got to want that to get that. And so somebody got to promote that to put it out there because if everybody's just accepting the, you know, the programming on videos and on TV and video games, then that's all you're going to get. You got to want something more than that to get something more than that. So somebody got to put it out there like that and keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing just like if somebody you know it's like everybody's just like every time somebody tells you who you ain't shit you're gonna tell them you a lie and you know <laughs> you ain't shit that's some bullshit i am somebody when somebody knock you down you're gonna get back up i remember i would if we fought and you beat me up we're gonna fight every day till i win one or until your ass just get tired of fighting me straight up I'm gonna keep coming I didn't have one I had one dude said man he we would fight every day and I wouldn't actually get him get him like but he came to me one day and said man can we just be cool man I don't even want to fight you no more (laughs) Black Man Star Podcast we got Dante Ross and Cletus Wills in the building we got Literally a couple more minutes. Uh, y'all want to give any? You want to give any shout outs? Any say what's up to anybody before we head out? Give a shout out to everybody out there, and you know, get up, stay up, and we'll be up. Yeah. Work together, work together. Thank God. Keep your faith and honoring God. I don't care how you moving. I don't care if you getting and how you living. I don't care if what what where you at with whatever you doing. The, the real shock luck ain't got nothing to do with it and the real shock color is God and you want to keep your faith for honoring him because if you think you lucky 
you about to fall off the dice. Tell you, you got to shout out. Oh my bad. Go my ahead. Bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't want to get no, started. No, because luck, because luck, because luck is a word that they made up to take the, to give you an illusion that it's not really what it is. But there's no God. Luck ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Either you blessed by with it, or you know, or it's a gift and a blessing, or or it ain't. And if you're thankful for and you keep your faith in honoring God, that's the best bet. That's a sure bet. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody out there, you ain't lucky. <laughs> you, you, you are not lucky. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's deep. And, um... Uh, and what what are you working on now? Like, you got anything you want to plug? Any anything that you people were any any uh, 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 events or anything coming up? Single while you are my love by Sharonda G. It's uh, C H E R R O N D A G. And for my love, and uh, we got a new single coming out that's uh, it's gonna be hot. You're gonna be hot. And a couple new singles we got coming out. It's gonna be hot. Actually, I'm working on three new. Uh, cuts that uh, I'm going to be doing by before the end of the year and um, we look forward to next year I want everybody to bum rush Vegas every time we give an event out there and it's going to be uh, drama free sucker free and it's going to be just like uh it's gonna be a neutral zone where everybody can come through, have a good time, enjoy theyself. And then if you got anything, if you just wanna go, if you just got a thirst for drama, you can go back to that after you leave the event or when, when you get back home. You know what I'm saying? You know, and we just gonna have a place where we can all just, you know, put all of leave the frustrations at the door and have a good time and just you know vibe with each other and love each other because um that's what we got to do we need more unity in the community and uh we need you know more uh more love from above and i'm gonna let that go we definitely have you back on in between there man and especially to talk about some other things because uh yeah man we 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 are gonna have you got you got to come back so we're gonna, all we're, good. Gonna, we're gonna set it up. Tell you still there? I think we lost Dante. We didn't lose Dante. Dante is still there. Tell you still there? Uh, we might have lost him for the moment. But I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up before we get cut off. This is the Black Man's Art Podcast. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you to our special co-host, Dante Ross. We lost him sometime in, during the transmission, but we'll get him back. Thank you to our special esteemed guest, who will be back with us next time, Cletus Wills, and catch him on IG, YouTube, and other streaming platforms. Where are you streaming your music at? Uh, I stream it on YouTube. You can uh, look up... Uh... All into music, A L L, the letter N, the number two, M U Z I K. Uh, 
That's on YouTube. That's uh, IG. And then you can look up Cletus Will, C-L-E-T-U-S-W-I-L-L-S on Facebook. And uh, we're working on a supersonic high-tech new cutting-edge website that's going to be give all you guys somewhere to go and uh, see the multitude of things that we have going on uh, coming out of this pandemic. And, um, you know, I just want to... Just want to end with I love you all and I'll catch you later. This is the Black Man Sorry Podcast. Peace.